record. Hello, Mr. Kapow. Well, hello, Brother Kapow. Uh, Today's date is May 31st, 2020. It is? Tis. Tis. What happened to June? <laughs> it's long. Well, it's not here yet. I, it's tomorrow. See? See? You tried to trick you. me. It's it's COVID, and it's affected my brain. I do. For me, too. Whereas I'm going backwards in time. So I'm like 30 years old now. Oh, nice. 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 It's a good way to celebrate birthdays. It is. God. So today, Ms. Kapow, we are talking about Revelation 8. eight. Yes. So to recap, when we talked about the... Uh, seven seals mm -hmm. at the fifth seal you have the opening of the fifth seal by the lamb and you mm -hmm. had the, the martyrs mm -hmm. that are under the uh, altar mm -hmm. and they're going how long oh lord before you avenge us uh, from the uh, from the from what the people of the earth did to us it's mm -hmm. a big thing uh, i used to read that and just kind of not gloss over it but it was just like one of the happenings and then you moved on Right. But it's a big thing because it ties into all this judgment. It's like an answer to prayer. Mm -hmm. So they're praying, how long, O Lord? And then you have in the sixth seal, the lamb breaking the sixth seal. And then it's like a summary of all this. It's the finality of all the judgment. Right. But in between that finality, in between the fifth seal of the martyrs going, how long before you avenge us against the inhabitants of the earth? And the final finality of the sun going dark and the moon going dark and the sky falling and the whole bit, you have these trumpets, you have these bowls, you have these vials, right, of mm -hmm. judgment. And it gets like into more detail as you mm -hmm. move on. I am praying to God that we're going to be able to track all that detail as we go on with this. Okay. So far, so good. So far. But it is the book of Revelation. So in chapter 8 here, we find ourselves in between the fifth seal of the martyrs. How long? And the sixth seal of total destruction on the inhabitants of the earth. Mm -hmm. And you find on the opening of that sixth seal, the beginning, seven trumpets that then blow. Right. So in chapter 8, we're going to be dealing with the first four trumpets. Chapter 9, we'll be dealing with the other three. Once again, we have that pattern of 4 plus 3 equals... 7. 7. It's like God's perfect number. Mm -hmm. And we've now, that, now that we've discovered that, we've been seeing that all through the Bible, and it's all through the book of Revelation. And in other books, too. Everywhere, huh? Mm-hmm. It's that 4... In the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Four plus three, and it's like the, the four is distinguished from the three, but you combine them and it's God's perfect number. It's, it's mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. So here is no difference. The first four trumpets deal with the earth, things of the earth. The other three deals with uh, the pain of men, <clears throat> and they're called woes or torments. Yeah. Uh, quite amazing. So... Ms. Capel, you have anything to add before we get going? Well, almost like what you said about the seals. Yeah. The um, the last three are like the invisible world, where the first four are visible from the visible world. Yeah. Just like what you said. Yeah. 
and, it, and we saw that too with the uh, with the seals. Um, you're seeing that uh, seven churches. Remember that we had the mm-hmm. first four. Um, I forgot what what they dealt with, but the other three dealt with some. Oh, the first four dealt with physical worldly things, and the other three dealt with. Uh, things that were in the heavenlies. Yeah. So I'm 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 thinking that that's the pattern now. That yeah. the that the uh, first four are always in the visible world, the natural, right? Yeah. And then the last three are in the vis- invisible or the spiritual world. And you know, um, seeing that, I'd like to go back in my own study in the Old Testament where I saw those numbers. Yes. And see if that is still true. It's funny you should mention that because as we're talking, I'm thinking, we need to go back and then look at that. Yeah. Even even go back um, to the previous chapters here in Revelation. Exactly. Uh, with the churches, the seven letter to the churches and the seven seals and see if it's... If that's uh, a, a pattern throughout the Bible. Yeah. So would you say um, the first four earthly? Yeah. And then the, um, the uh, three are the invisible. Yeah. The last three. So I guess you would say four visible, three invisible. Yes. Seems to be the pattern. Wow. Yep. Kind of amazing. I don't know what it all entails, but it's it's a God thing. It's Well, yeah, only God could do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, what it means for my little Gentile brain 2,000 years later. But I think that's a really great discovery, though. It is. And um, it's piqued my interest. So I want to go back and... Especially because when I was reading out of uh, the Old Testament this past week, and I saw the pattern, you know, 4 and 3, and it's like, hey, it's in the Old Testament, too. So now I want to go back to those books and then see if this actually is the same. Sure. Maybe we can uh, even do a separate studies. Yeah. <clears throat> like in between these, we can go back and, um, and yes. talk about the. the well, next four plus week, three. God willing, instead of doing nine, we can go and present this. Yeah, we can do. Yeah, do something in between. If go sideways. Just a little other. maneuver there. <clears throat> That's what we do. We um. We also got some other teaching that we've been oh, working on. Yes. Um, that's, James, that's really good. The book of James. Yeah, the book of James. Um, <clears throat> really good. It has it just offhand it has something to do with Christ's temptation in the wilderness, mm. his proving ground, and what what is being proven that the character of God is. It goes beyond just the word of God. Did, did God not say? It goes to the very character of God. It's really deep, and it goes um, Old Testament. New Testament all originated from James, but we go all over the map. And we put it into a nice little keynote presentation also. Um, so we're, we're going to get with stuff like that. We have some other things. And then other stuff we've discovered. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Crazy. Okay. I'm going to hit share screen, and we're going to go to chapter 8. It's only 13 verses. And I shall read them. She shall read them. Okay. 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 All right, uh, folks, let's find the screen. Don't cry. Don't be crying. You know how they cry. Well, I cry. Here we are. (laughs) You cry. Here we are. We're on chapter 8. Okay. Okay? It is the Lamb breaks the seventh seal. And just let me read the little beginning here. It's the seventh seal, which is preparation for the seven trumpets. The first four and the consequent Legs is what we're going to deal with. All right. All right. So Ms. Capel shall read chapter 8. Okay. 
Verse 1. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll, there was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. And if you look up the word silence Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, there's a lot of um, scriptures dealing with silence, but with judgment. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't have the time to um, delve into that, but there is. Interesting. So what you saw is like a pattern. If there's a silence in there, then, then it, there's some kind of judgment comes. And. It's it's um, God silencing the wicked. Uh, yeah. And, lie, you know, lying lips and all uh, that. Yeah. So it's pretty good. That is interesting. Yeah. So verse 2. I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Mm. Then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar, and a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Then the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar and threw it down upon the earth. And thunder crashed, lightning flashed, and there was a terrible earthquake. Mm. And then we go into the first four trumpets in verse 6 where it says, Then the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blasts. And the first angel blew his trumpet, and hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down on the earth. One-third of the earth was set on fire, one-third of the trees were burned, and all the grass, green grass was burned. Then the second angel blew his trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. One-third of the water in the sea became blood. One-third of all things living in the sea died, and one-third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed." Then the third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch. It fell on one-third of the rivers and the springs of water. Hmm. The name of the star was bitterness. It made one-third of the water bitter, and many people died from drinking the bitter water. Then the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and one-third of the sun was struck, and one-third of the moon, and one-third of the stars, and they became dark. And one-third of the day was dark and also one-third of the night. Then I looked, and I heard a single eagle crying out loudly as it flew through the air, terror, terror, terror to all who belong to this world because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. Okay, once again, we're reading from the NLT for clarification. And if you're used to the King James, you know, their woes, 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 instead of terror, terror, terrors, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, just, just for easier reading and clarification. Uh, but the Word of God is the same here. So what we're going to look at here is silence, like you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned before. Um, I don't know if you can see my notes or yeah, your notes. Can you see my I, notes on the screen? Well, let me look here. Maybe not. Did you open one? Yeah. No, I don't see it. Okay, so apparently my notes, for some reason, and I don't know why, will not share on the shared screen. So what you're looking at is still the the uh, scripture. You're looking at chapter 8, right? Yes. So you cannot see the notes. Okay, mm-hmm. that's... But I can, when I open my own, I wonder, you know, see. 
I'll read this first note. The half-hour silence is the brief pause given to John between the preceding vision and the following one, implying on the one hand the solemn introduction to the eternal Sabbath, which is to follow the seventh seal, and on the other, the silence which continued during the incense accompanied prayers, which usher in the first of the seven trumpets. In other words, it's a very solemn situation, whereas before we had all the angels singing, you had a lot of doxology, praises, you know, now you have this silence. And in uh, Revelation uh, uh, 8, 3 through 5, let's see if I can open that up. Then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar. Oh, I don't need to read that because it's in no. here. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, verse 2. What you're going to have to do, I think, is open up your soft Bible software. Yes, and, I did. And look at the notes in there, yeah. Yes. Instead of the share screen. Yes. Verse 2. I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. And the trumpets here are the... Um, the seven trumpets here, these come in during the time while the martyrs rest until their fellow servants also that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. For it is the inhabitants of the earth on whom the judgments fall, on whom all also the martyrs prayed that they should fall. And that's uh, Revelation 6.10. All the ungodly, and not merely some, one portion of them are meant, all the opponents and obstacles in the way of the kingdom of Christ and his saints, as is proved by Revelation eleven fifteen and 18, and at the close of the seven trumpets. So what you just read here is that these, as this uh, silence happens, and then you see the, the seven trumpets here, and the first about to blow, all this comes in while the martyrs in chapter 5 mm -hmm. are resting until all the other martyrs like them are, will be killed and that number is fulfilled. Uh, because here you see it's the inhabitants of the earth. It's the peoples of the earth on whom this judgment is falling. It's specific to um, Revelation 6.10. I keep saying chapter 5. It's, it's, it's chapter 6. I'm correct on that. Yeah, 610. And I have that scripture okay. open. What, what you read that? It says, They shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Yes. So, how long the people of this world, how long is, are you, you going to wait to avenge us? Mm -hmm. So, this is the point that we're, we're at, at this opening of the seven trumpets. Um, and then we have, before we get to verse 3, uh, the note there about the seven trumpets, the mm -hmm. world kingdoms are overturned yep. to make way for Christ's universal kingdom. Mm -hmm. So this is what it's all going to bring in. And it's like what we talked about, the first four are connected together in the last three, which alone, those last three have the woe, woe, woes. Right. Can I read Revelation 11, 15, uh, and 18? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices shouting in heaven, 
The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Verse 18 says, And the nations were filled with wrath, but now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people and all who fear your name. From the least to the greatest, it is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Mm. So that shows you that total destruction. And even that, what you just read, is related to those martyrs mm -hmm. under the altar. Amen. How long, O oh Lord, before you avenge us? Mm -hmm. It's that persecution here on earth. Verse 3, Then another angel, who had a gold incense burner, came and stood at the altar. And there's a great amount of incense given to him. And he mixes it with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. Mm -hmm. And these are probably the prayers of all the saints, all the people, but also the prayers of those martyrs. So in verse 4, you have the smoke of this incense mixed with prayers of God's holy people. And it ascends up from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Then in verse 5, you have the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar. After he had poured it out, he, did, he fills it with fire. And he throws it down upon the earth. And when he does that, there's thunder, crashed, lightning flashed, and there's a terrible, terrible earthquake. So this is the beginning of that first trumpet that blows. Remember, we're in between the martyrs going, how long, O Lord, and that sixth seal, which is the end. So this is the details of what's, what's happening on earth. In other words, they're kind of the... The warning shots mm, mm -hmm. to get people to wake up, to get people to wake up and come to God before, you know, and in between we, we learned last week in chapter seven, how the, the true church, the true called out ones, followers of Christ are taken up. Mm -hmm. They're sealed. They're not part of wrath. Well, that has something to do with that wrath of that six seal. See, before that happens, God's people are sealed. We're not there here. We're into the details right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we should be seeing these warning shots also, uh, as we do today, don't we? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think COVID, I think the the riots, the racial divide in the nation of America, the, the perplexity of nations around the entire earth mm -hmm. is a warning shot to get it together. Right. You see it everywhere. The economic collapse, not only of this country, but of all the countries. Yeah, well, it's global. That's what's um, so um, perplexing is that it's global. So it's not like, well, okay, now we can go, let's go to another state or let's go to another country. You really can't because mm -hmm. it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even within our own little state, you can't go to another city or another county, because it's all the same. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere mm -hmm. to run. And that's, you know, God God would want the world, God would want people to run to him mm -hmm. and sincerely go. For uh, it's God's will that none should perish. Yes. But all to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, so that would be his will for that to happen. And so these are like warning shots. Boom, 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 boom. You know, get it together. Mm -hmm. We're down here experiencing that. 
Um, and it isn't fun from these seats. It's it's hard to watch. It's hard. It to is. It's it's painful. It is. You know, see, see other people suffer and yeah, it's horrible. Absolutely yeah. horrible. The pain and suffering here. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have the note on the on the cold. Just the All Just. right. By the seventh trumpet, by the seven trumpets, the world's kingdoms are overturned to make way for Christ's universal kingdom. The first four are connected together. And the last three, which alone have woe, 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 and that's in Revelation 8, 7 through 13. Once again, we see the 4 plus 3 equals 7 pattern. And I'm going to, um, oops. Yeah. Hold on here, man. Okay. 8, 7 through 13, which is right here. So let me open this one up. The first angel blew his trumpet and hail and fire mixed with blood war were thrown down on the earth one-third of the earth was set on fire one-third of the oopsie we already read that we're going to read that later on yeah. should i just go ahead and read it anyway or here's what you do go to verse five and read the note right under through through it down upon earth because that's where we're at the hot coals what you just read was something i just i, I just read that yeah i thought so yeah so where did you want me to go? Verse 5. Did the angel fill the incense burner with fire from the altar? Okay. And threw and it. And threw it. Yeah, there's down. a note there. Okay. All right, let me read that. Cast it into the earth, that is, unto the earth, the hot coals off the altar cast on the earth symbolize God's fiery judgments about to descend on the church's foes in answer to the saints' incense-perfumed prayers, which have just ascended before God and those of the martyrs. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Powell. And then we got verse 6. There's no note there. Then the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blast. Now we have a note there between 6 and 7. Yes. Uh, That's going to prepare us, I think, for verse 7, I would imagine. This is good because this is about um, how these trumpets relate to almost verbatim to the plagues of Egypt. Do you have that? Yes, I do. Shall I read that? Oh, yeah. Okay. The common feature of the first four trumpets is the judgments under them affect natural objects, the Mm -hmm. accessories of life, the earth, the trees, grass, and the sea, rivers, fountains, and the light of the sun, moon, and the stars. The last three, the row trumpets, which is in Revelation 8:13, affect men's life with pain, death, and hell. The language is evidently drawn from the plagues of Egypt, five or six out of the ten exactly corresponding to the hail, um, the fire, which is in Exodus 9:24. And we'll go back and read those. Okay, the water turned to blood, Exodus 7:19, the darkness, Exodus 10:21, the locust, Exodus. Uh, 10, 12. 12, and perhaps the death of Revelation 9.18. So I find that very interesting. So um, this language of these these plagues that are Mm -hmm. coming down uh, almost correspond almost exactly, but not quite, to those plagues of Egypt. Four or six out of the ten. Okay. Right. And in 8.7, only vegetation is affected. Okay. And, yeah. the, and the seventh plague in Egypt is recalled, 
And the reference to blood most likely comes from Joel 3, 3. And a mixture of hail, fire, and blood is a typical apoleptic, apocalyptic (laughs) picture of judgment. Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's look at Exodus 9.24. Okay. Um, It says, Never in all the history of Egypt had there been a storm like that with such devastating hail and continuous lightning. Yeah, it's so bad it rest, it left all of Egypt in ruins, uh, struck down everything in the open field, people, animals, plants, even trees were destroyed, it said. Yeah. So what I thought was interesting is when I read that, it said a storm with hail and lightning. So in Revelation, you have hail mixed with fire. Oh, hail, no. Oh, hail, <laughs> yes, you do. <clears throat> so more than likely the fire referred to there is lightning. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but more than likely, uh, looking at it out of Exodus, it's probably the case. The water turned to blood in Exodus 7:19. That reads, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your staff and raise your hand over the waters of Egypt, all its rivers, canals, ponds, and all the reservoirs. Turn all the water to blood everywhere in Egypt. The water will turn to blood, even water stored in wooden bowls and stone pots. Yeah. The darkness, which is Exodus 10, 21. Says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Lift your hand toward heaven, and the land of Egypt will be covered with a darkness so thick you can feel it. Locust in 10, 12. That says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Raise your hand over the land of Egypt to bring on the locusts. Let them cover the land and devour every plant that survived the hailstorm. Wow. Every plant that survived the hailstorm then eaten up. And then perhaps the death of uh, Revelation 9.18. One third of all the people on the earth were killed by these three plagues, by the fire and smoke and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horses. Yeah. Interesting. Um... And like you read, you said only vegetation is affected in 8-7. Mm-hmm. And the seventh plague of Egypt is recalled. So you have um, Exodus, Exodus. 9-22. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to read the whole thing, but um, it's 9-22 through 26, or do you want to do that? I can do that. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, Lift your hand toward the sky so hail may fall on the people, the livestock, and all the plants throughout the land of Egypt. So Moses lifted up his staff toward the sky, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and lightning flashed toward the earth. The Lord sent a tremendous hailstorm against all the land of Egypt. Never in all the history of Egypt had there been a storm like that, with such devastating hail and continuous lightning. It left all of Egypt in ruins. The hail struck down everything in the open field, people, animals, and plants and alike. Even the trees were destroyed. The only place without hail was the region of Goshen, where the people of Israel lived. Land of Goshen. Mm-hmm. I like where it says that, um, <clears throat> where was it? Where it says that, that nothing like this has ever happened in yeah. Egypt. And that's kind of like what we're going through right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've had, um, you know, plagues and stuff like that, but they're usually isolated. But this one is like global. Yeah. And yeah. that's never happened before. No, the, the global economy. And every country looks the same. I mean, it's the same restrictions. It's the same outcomes. It's the same, 
it, it all looks the same. No one yeah. escaped it. Even the world leaders are the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they say the same thing. They say the same, yeah, same rhetoric. It's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, you have that. Let me uh, get rid of that note there. And then you have, uh, go ahead and, and read, uh, oh, uh, verse 7 we didn't read. The first angel blew his trumpet and hail and fire mixed with blood. Mm-hmm. And that's so. Now so you can get an example of the um, the ex the the Egyptian plagues. Yeah, the hail and fire, hail and lightning mixed with blood, the bloody water. Uh, you know, more likely death. Mm-hmm. Were thrown down on the earth. One third of the earth was set on fire. A third of the trees were burned, mm-hmm. and all the green grass was burned. So by these thirds, it's you know these are like warning shots. You know, it's not the and the sixth seal you see everything gone. You know, mm-hmm. so these are things that are happening within that opening of that sixth seal. In verse eight. Then the second angel blew his trumpet. A great mountain of fire was thrown in the sea, and one third of the water of the sea became blood. And we do have a note there. Um, a, yes, I do. Um, it's uh, there is a plain allusion to Jeremiah fifty one twenty five and Amos seven four. So, do you have Jeremiah fifty one? Yes, I do. Hey, you do. Yes, I do. All right. Look, O mighty mountain, destroyer of the earth. I am your enemy, says the Lord, and I will raise my fist against you, to knock you down from the heights. When I am finished, you will be nothing but a heap of burnt rubble. And Amos 7, 4 says, Then the sovereign Lord showed me another vision, and I saw him preparing to punish his people with a great fire. The fire had burned up the depths of the sea and was devouring the entire land. Wow. Is that something? I mean, you know, the, the language and the apocalyptic language and stuff, it's... It's hard to specifically narrow it down to what the heck this is. But as you always say, as time goes on, you kind of see more and more. Yeah, I really do clearer. believe that. Because yeah. I know that this came, this is um, the revelation of Jesus Christ given to his, the Apostle John. Yeah. But there's nothing new written. You know what I mean? Yes. So no. the the... Once the scales off our eyes are removed by the Holy Spirit and we're given insight, the clues will be in the Old Testament. Yeah. And they will shine light upon the Revelation. Yeah. The book of Revelation. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Even like Paul says, we look through a glass darkly. Yeah. Through a dark glass. Yep. But it's the illumination of the Holy Spirit because he's the author of this book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he... He when, he, when it's his time, he will reveal the book of Revelation, but through the Old Testament, because yeah. I believe that's where um, these insights were given oh, yeah. to John, yeah. the revelator. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Okay. You're not going to understand it without understanding the Old Testament. That's why it doesn't make sense to uh, take the book of Revelation and throw all the sexy stuff on it about third temples and antichrists and you know rfd chips and you know it's, it's not in there uh, proper um exegesis of the scriptures require you to 
look at these these Old Testament scriptures as well in reference to this prophecy, to the to this vision. Correct. Correcto mundo. Uh, and not sit around and watch um, left behind movies. Mm-hmm. Verse 8, then the second angel blew his trumpet and he, oh, I already read that. Stupid. <laughs> See, I do the same thing. Verse 9, one third of all <laughs> things landed in the sea, I know, died. <laughs> one third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any notes on there because, you know, it kind of says what it does. Uh, verse 10, then the third angel blew his trumpet. The third angel. Yep. And a great star fell from the sky. It burned like a torch. It mm. fell on one third of the rivers, not all of them, one third, and on the springs of water. And the name of the star was bitterness, and the King James is called wormwood. It's where, yes. it's where we get our ascent from. It is a uh, a poisonous herb. If taken too much, it will um, it can kill. It can. It's bitter. It made uh, one-third of the water bitter, and many people died from drinking the bitter water. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go back to the Old Testament, too, where they um, they had bitter water. Yeah. Was one of the prophets um, oh, yeah. put something, uh, put a um, stick yes. into the water, and it became sweet. It became sweet, And yes. that, to me, is the bitter water that we live in, that we're drinking life the the cross of Christ when it comes upon us gives us sweet water. It's like the cross is the wood, right? The yeah, tree. exactly. That's a symbol of the Lord Jesus, the crucifixion. Yeah. And that is what makes the water sweet. That's and right. so then we have the living water of Christ living in us, which is sweet water, and it's no longer bitter. Bitter. Well, I will tell you, uh, Linda Barjona, that has <laughs> not re- been revealed to you by man, but by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Verse 12, then one, then the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and it sounded like this. <laughs> and um, one third of the sun, see, you know what, you can't. One third of the sun was struck, and one third of the moon, and one third of the stars. There's a lot of thirds here. And they became dark, and one third of the day was dark, and also one third of the night. So I got a little note about the thirds here, about stuff going on. Uh, yes, on chapter and I 12. shall read it. She shall? Third part, not a total obs- obscuration. I know. What kind of word is that? Obscuration. Well, we know. It means like total, total obliteration. Yeah. Blindness total loss. Total gone. Yes. Yeah. As in the sex, sixth seal there is no sexy seal here there's no you know you're not beyonce today you're miss capal i'm too sexy for my the sixth seal okay this partial obscuration therefore comes between the prayers of the martyrs under the fifth seal and the last overwhelming judgments on the ungodly under the sixth seal at the eve of christ's coming so that's a little hard to understand it's the third part. It's not a total destruction like we read in the sixth seal. Uh, that's Revelation 6, 12, and 13, which says, I watched as the Lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became dark as black cloth, and the moon became red as blood. Not just a third, the whole thing. 
Mm-hmm. Then the stars fell to the earth like green figs falling from the tree, shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll. All of the mountains and islands were moved from their places. Then everybody ran and hide it. Okay, so you get it? Mm-hmm. The sixth seal is like, it, it, it's the summary of, of the judgment when it all ends. So what we're reading here, where we're traveling here, is before all that stuff happens. The sixth seal reveals a summary of everything that's going to happen. But within that sixth seal, you have the seven trumpets. You know, and we'll have seven bowls, we'll have seven vials, we'll have these things. That'll give us more and more detail. That make a sense? Make a sense. So in in this particular verse, the one-third of everything being darkened, it's partial destruction, not total destruction. So it comes between, in the fifth seal, in uh, chapter 6, where the martyrs go, Lord, how long before you avenge our blood for what the people on the earth did to us? Mm. And then here you have these overwhelming judgments in the sixth seal. So this is happening in between all of that stuff. The sixth seal happens right at the eve of Christ's return. That's why we find the angels in chapter 7 going, wait, 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 before you do all this destruction, seal seal our people. And then then you find the big multitude up in heaven uh, singing praise mm. and doxology. Cool, huh? Yes. Verse 13, and the last verse, Then I looked and I heard a single eagle crying loudly as it flew through the air. And it cried, terror, terror, terror. Or whoa, whoa, whoa. Or whoa, whoa, whoa to all those who belong to this world. You remember the martyrs? How long will you avenge us, our blood? Um, how, when will you take vengeance on the inhabitants of the, of the world who belong mm-hmm. to this world? That's what this is about. Uh, and it says they're going to say, whoa, 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 because of what will happen when these last three angels blow their trumpets. He thought, this was bad. Wait till you get, get a hold of this. Mm. All right, I have a note under eagle crying. Yeah, you do. It says, an eagle, the symbol of judgment descending fatally from on high, the king of birds pouncing on the prey. Compare this fourth trumpet and the flying eagle with the fourth seal introduced by the fourth living creature, like a flying eagle, which was in um, Revelation 4, 7, 6, 7, and 8. Revelation 4, yeah. 7. So chapter uh, 4, and verse 7, and then chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Yeah. Well, that, in 4, 7, it says, The first of these living beings was like a lion, the second like an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle. And then uh, 6, 7 says, When the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, Come. And verse 8 says, I looked up and I saw a horse whose color was pale green. Its rider was named Death, and his companion was the grave. These two were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, famine, and disease, and wild animals. And all those four things are always together. Yeah. Yeah, they are the judgments of God. And we, and we explained earlier on in the past weeks that the one-fourth means it's the fourth part. There were four horsemen and each had a fourth part Mm -hmm. um, like four members of the Beatles 
Uh, it didn't mean like um, a fourth of the earth in the measurement, but a fourth. Their their part was their port. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their port. <laughs> so, uh, what I you know what to take out of this is that it's an eagle crying. So it's one of the uh, creatures mm-hmm. that have the eagle face, which is represented by the uh, Book of John, the Gospel of John, as the gospel descends like an eagle mm-hmm. down. So there's all kinds of mystery tied into this, but that's that's what you're looking at here. Um, the eagle crying loudly. It's one of those uh, four creatures as it flies through the air. And it says, whoa, 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 to all who belong to this world. And I have a note there too, Ms. Brown. You do. And it says, the inhabitants of the earth, the ungodly, the men of the world, whose portion is in this life, upon whom the martyrs had prayed, that their blood might be avenged. And um, yeah, and it's referenced to 610. Yeah, they shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? And then you have here, woe, woe, woe to all who belong to this world. So vengeance is happening from this point on, my friends. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's no bueno. I stopped the share. Okay. And we're back on. So it's no bueno of uh, the inhabitants of the world or people of the world when um, the Lord avenges his faithful witnesses and martyrs and in king james the word world is the earth earth the land the the erets mm-hmm. yeah not the cosmos the no. actual world people people of the land people of the world anything else to add miss kapow uh, no 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 we're there we're there what song shall we play as we end this? Ooh, there's so many good ones. You want to play our new one, uh, Lead Me and Guide Me? Yes, yes. Because that's mastered. Yes, let's do that. Okay. I'll tell the people this. <laughs> Lynn, Lynn and I wake up in the morning and we'll say song of the day and we'll have a song in our head and we'll sing it. And for a while there, the song of the day was Lead Me and Guide Me. It's an old choir song mm-hmm. I remember growing up with. And the only words I, I know are lead me and guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I will not stray. Lord, let me walk each day with you. Lead me, O oh Lord, lead me. And um, so we would get up in the morning and sing this song. And I said, you know what, let's, let's record it. <laughs> so we recorded it and um, we, made it, we made it like a choir. So it's just Miss Kapow and I just redoing our voices over and over again as a choir. And, um, and I put the music to it. And it's gonna, be, it's gonna be on some new CD or EP that I'm gonna release in the future. And, uh, cause I have another one, another song that we did uh, recently that I'm still mastering and working on. It's um, How Deep the Father Love. Yeah. And I woke up with that in my head, but we didn't know the lyrics. 
So we look at the lyrics and went, oh, we love this. This yeah, it was, is great. It's beautiful. It's very biblical. I mean, it's got scripture. Yeah, it's doctrinally sound. It's <laughs> it's a good worship song, How Deep Our Father's Love. For us. For us. And so once again, we did the same thing, recorded the music, did the song, and then Miss Kapow and I did this choir. So I'm in the process of finishing that up, and then I probably have you know six or seven other songs that I've written that I'm going to uh, put in there. And then I'll release a new EP. For your enjoyment. Yeah, sometime in the future. Who knows when. But anyway, for right now, Lead Me and Guide Me is completed. And it's it's recorded, mixed, and mastered. And it's just in the hopper, waiting to be released upon the world. <laughs> so I will play that at, at, right now. Okay. So if I shut up, I can play it. All right? Good night. Ciao, babies. <laughs>